welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for exceptional 21st century living. Folks, we have a show today I know you're going to love because I fell in love with this person um, back in the late 90s when she was um, as a guest on Seeing Beyond in the San Francisco Bay Area. Her name is Patricia Corey, and the book we're talking about today is The New Syrian Revelations, Galactic Prophecies from the Sixth Dimension. Uh, it's going to be exciting. She packs a lot of information true grounded information into her works and you're going to be mind blown with what she's going to share with you today now the information shared on get over it uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through blocks and release energy that is no longer needed yes we're going to help you let go of the bs that's been holding you back but you guys know i always ask are you truly ready to and by the way folks bs is belief system a bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I'm the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. Now, my clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com. And I invite you to like and follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn. For more than 25 years, Patricia Corey has channeled a group of discarnate beings known as the Syrian High Council. An internationally acclaimed author and thought leader, she is a frequent guest on radio TV programs, including Project Camelot, The Washington Times, Fade to Black, Coast to Coast AM. She and her guests discuss thought-provoking topics on her program, Beyond the Matrix, available to you on her YouTube channel. She was formerly on the BBC, um, I think it was radio or BBS, she'll let me know. Uh, she is the author of more than a dozen books, including Cosmos of the Soul. Recently, she has begun channeling multidimensional visions and spirit animals through her newly discovered gift as an artist. She lives in the Azores Islands in Portugal, which she believes are the remnants of the ancient continent of Atlantis. And you can check her out on her website. And that is patriciacorey.com, P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A-C-O-R-I.com. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you. It's wonderful to be with you, Monique. Hey, I'm so excited to talk to you. Like I said, I followed you a long time ago before even having a, doing anything on air was in my mind. And I absolutely love the book and the work that you put put out because it was based in truth. You know, you you could feel it, you could read it. And this new book, The Syrian Revelations, um, just does it, it just does it. So I absolutely love it. 
before we get into the book a little bit, could you explain to our audience who may not know who the Syrians are? Okay, well, uh, I'd like to thank you, by the way, for 25 years of following my work. I'm deeply honored about that. Um, no problem. As a child, I was in touch with at four years old, which is in the 50s now, so that bear in mind the language I'm about to use did not apply in that era of life. Mm -hmm. I woke up and told her out of the garden where I, I had a little fort and I walked in and I told her that I was from a parallel universe. The little blue people told me and she just about dropped her socks. She was cooking. right, And she, she told me that she looked at me and I, I looked so earnest. You know, I said, I know you're not ready to hear this right now. So later on, you, it'll make sense. And I walked out and left her flabbergasted. She asked me where I where was I from? And I said, a, a, a parallel universe. I said, I'm not from here. I'm from a parallel universe. And uh, that started a, quite a, a journey. Ever since childhood, I was in touch with these beings who at that time presented themselves to me like little blue, almost like little Tinkerbell characters. And they would come to my fort and they would tell me about extraordinary multidimensional information that, as I said, I mean, I'm old. So in the 50s, when I was a child in the 50s, there was no such language going around, right? I mean, today, a four-year-old child saying something like that wouldn't surprise me in the least. So um, all through my life, I've been a very open clairvoyant, and my mother encouraged it in me, so I didn't have to close down and open again. Uh -huh. But throughout my life, I've had some pretty extraordinary experiences. But I always knew that I was the emissary of these beings from the sixth dimension, uh, the Syrians. And finally, in uh, 1997, I went into a crop circle in England, which is described in a couple of my books, actually. And uh, there I, I laid down in the crop and I was catapulted into a, this galactic journey that I, I can't even describe. And during that time, I was reconnected with this consciousness of a six dimensional aspect, which is not embodied, but rather light, tr truly light beings in uh -huh. form whatsoever. And they uh, tuned me up for what was to be the rest of my life. So from that point on, I've been receiving messages from this layer of consciousness in the density that we know as the sixth dimension, and they identify themselves to me as the Syrian High Council uh, with a mission to serve light in all facets of the universe, all layers, but particularly interested in Earth at this time. Okay. Um, well, like you, I am a child of the 60s. I was actually, I mean, the 50s. I was actually four years old in the 50s, too. And like you, I uh, laid down on the grass one day. We had a lot of land around the house, and I'd pick a blanket and my books out and spread it out between the birch trees and read or just stare up at the sky. And staring up at the sky, I got a message, and that message says, you're not from here. And that got my attention. So I said, well, where am I from? And I was told I was from the Palladians, but I couldn't say it back then. I, the speech wasn't working for me. So I just accepted that. And then I started getting messages, but I didn't know where they were coming from. And fortunately, my mother wasn't so much of a help, but my father would listen. 
and he would guide me in his own way. And I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, things work out. It's amazing if you pay attention what you come across. That's an amazing similarity with my own experience, isn't it? Mm hmm Yeah. And, and maybe that's why I was drawn to you back in the late 90s when I heard you, because it, would, it was just so real to me, you know, so very, very real. Now, well, I think that it, I just wanted to say that when you're, there's so much material out that people claim is channeled, but when it's the real thing, it goes into you in such a deep place. And that place is a place of knowing. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, there's, there's very few channels that I, I feel really hit that mark, but when, yeah. when it is that it's just, like you said, it, it just feels so true and real because it is a universal knowing that that's deep within us, especially us starseed. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. We've got the governments of the world um, trying to control us, which we'll get into in a moment, but we also have what I call false psychics, false prophets, false metaphysicians who yeah. are putting out a story of their own and they don't even realize they've been corrupted by the dark forces and they just keep spewing information, which is, you know, there's to spew. I'm quite sure they find people to follow them, but it's not true. So folks out there, when you are growing and exploring on your spiritual journey, be conscious because just because it's print, printed or said, doesn't mean it's correct. Investigate. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I love hearing you say that, Monique. And my, I want to add to that, that, you know, I've been actually seeing paragraphs of my works uh, written by, it with someone else's name under it. And I've had oh, to, wow. I'm sorry, but if you're using my, my words, or which are not even my words, they're the Syrians, you can't simply put your name on it. Um, and they kind of disappear usually, but there are a lot of frauds out there and, there are a lot of people that just regurgitate information, but it doesn't have the soul of really right. pure material. It's a regurgitation. So what I what I try to tell people is, first of all, uh, use your discernment. Does it ring true within you? Does it have authenticity? Does it inspire you? And 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 most of all, does it say to you, "I already know this. I know this deep down inside me." And most importantly, is it egoless? Mm, that's because the key, that one word. You've got to be egoless. Mm -hmm. And no, throughout my books, I keep addressing that. It's like, um, I'm an egoless service. I'm only a transmitter. I can't take credit for this. I'm just serving as a scribe. And yeah. only ego is out of the way. Can you be in that pure channel capacity? And that's where you can you can catch a lot of fraudulent stuff because it's full of ego. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got one particular client. I know you're on YouTube and God bless you. Um, but I've got one particular client who lives on YouTube. Everything they read on YouTube is right in their mind, which is their choice. However, you know, I started looking at some of what this person was telling me and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, you're so far off the mark and you're wondering why you're not growing the way that you want to grow. So folks, be careful out there. Okay. Be careful. Like, you know, Patricia said, if it hits you at the soul, it, it's good information. If it doesn't hit you at the soul, let it go. Now, your work talks about the Syrian experiment and how we 
were seeded by ET and extra dimensional beings. And they were overseen by the ascended uh, Syrian masters. So can you tell us a little bit more about that so people can get a true understanding of who it is, the energy that you're working with? All right. So in, in the books, in all of the books, there's mention or re reference to this great experiment by the Syrians. And so um, it, we go back 150, 200,000 years to the seeding of Homo sapiens on this planet. Um, you know, never finding the missing link, suddenly this extraordinary being, this species, Homo sapiens, comes to, for, to, to life on planet Earth. And what the Syrians say is that we, it's not that there's a missing link, it's that we are the seed of several 12 to be precise species from beyond the earth. And this was orchestrated by the Syrians because they wanted these, these highly developed civilizations wanted to nest a new being, Homo sapiens, 12 stranded Christed beings that would hold the light in on this planet, because they knew this planet was going to go through a, a very difficult passage in its evolution, and also to serve as representatives and emissaries for the entire solar system, for the light force. So we were nested, created as an experiment. So, you know, genetics experimentation isn't limited to the earth. The difference is what they're doing in laboratories now is dark, and what they were doing then was light. The idea to create a super involved, uh, evolved Christed species. Unfortunately, and so we were part, uh, let me interrupt myself, uh, created with 12 active strands, illuminated strands of DNA. What happened was that there was interference by the group we know as the Anunnaki because they wanted no interference on this planet because the, they were determined to own and possess the earth from way back. And so they interfered. It's kind of complicated to try to run this down in two minutes, but they threw an electromagnetic grid around this planet, which is still in there today. And this grid dramatically affected the DNA and took us back down to two strands. Basically it disassembled, disrupted the matrix the in, in, in the purest sense of the word matrix or let's the, the geometry of this complex 12-stranded light structure and took us down to survival mode in two strands the double helix so and it's, uh, go ahead so here we are now trying and the work that i've been doing all these years is trying to help people understand that they can rebuild some of those strands recreate the sacred geometry that that was within us, and that that is part of our ascension process that where so many of us are focused on at this time. Yeah, you know it's really essential to rebuild that DNA because my take, and I think your take might be similar on COVID, is that it came in, however it was created, to destroy our DNA as it exists today. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's exactly right. And you mentioned before we went on the air, uh, the my other book, Hacking the God Code, and that's what it's all about, how that was that was a setup to disrupt the, the, the DNA 
to basically destroy what remains of Homo sapiens and turn us into AI mm, borgs. So that <laughs> okay. <laughs> I but, chuckled because I was going AI idiots. <laughs> borgs. So they, you know, you have this uh, people that work for the uh, WEF talking about human 1.0 is over. We're going to evolve into human 2.0, and they have the technology. They know how to rewrite our DNA. So, hmm, interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So do you feel with the vac- vaccines that they put out for COVID, because, I mean, so many people are dying, um, that that has helped us or hurt us in the long run? This is such a slippery slope of a question, so I will be as, as transparent as I can be. Uh, I invite people to question wholeheartedly what that was about, to investigate it. And above all, before you give yourself away to any pharmaceutical or any vaccine, ask yourself what's in it, what is, what is being injected, or, or what am I consuming into this perfect body? Mm-hmm. The body knows itself, it knows how to protect itself. Despite all the poison and what they're throwing at us, when you let something break your skin, which is your defense barrier, uh, what are you allowing in? What are you saying yes to? Are you saying yes to giving your soul away? And from that, I mean, if there is an injection that is changing your DNA, what are you saying yes to? Because your DNA is the divine blueprint of your being. So if you're saying, yes, go ahead and shoot it, shoot it in. What, what does that say? You don't trust the divine plan. You don't just, you don't believe that you're a divine being. That is a very dangerous thing to do. And especially when you're allowing an, an, an external force to just jab it into you. So I am absolutely wholeheartedly not into it. Well, it's interesting, as you said that, I'll, you know, I'm in San Francisco Bay Area. And as you said, um, you know, injecting anything into your skin is breaking the barrier protection and in san francisco they're giving out free drugs and free needles to you know all of these addicts i mean they've destroyed well the people have destroyed themselves willingly but it seems that the system is helping them to destroy themselves well monique you know i'm from the san francisco bay area too i don't know if you knew that um Mm -mm, i didn't i grew up in san jose okay i'm in fremont (laughs) oh my god that's where my family was So okay. What, what <laughs> is a drugged society is a controllable society. So you have places like San Francisco and Seattle and, and pretty much the blue states that are handing out all this paraphernalia, crack pipes. I mean, it's shocking to me what they're doing. Basically mm-hmm. encouraging people to use street drugs. And of course, sanctioning it, you know, no, no criminality to it. So people are shooting up openly in the streets and, you know, you've got addicts saying, I mean, they're making it, you know, he, I heard one addict in San Francisco say, you know, God help the straight, the children, because we're out here shooting up. And he said, there's no, no holding back. And he said, you know, it's not going to be hard for children to fall into it because of what we're doing out here. So there's Mm -hmm. the drug sanctioning. There's the, um, pharmaceuticals. I've heard that as 
uh, four out of 10 people in the United States, of course, statistics, you know, you can never really trust right. them. But four out of 10 people in the United States are on some sort of mood altering or mind altering drug, pharmaceutical drug. And seven out of 10 people are on some sort of pharmaceutical medicine, medication. It's like, mm-hmm. what is civilization if everybody's got to take medication to survive? Well, the mass mind program does, I think, into that's the way to go. And right. if you even mention alternative to an allopathic doctor, they look at you as if you are about to stab them with a dagger um, because they're like, no, no, no. They poo-poo anything that they haven't learned in medical school, which I am discovering. Um, yes, people in medical school, you, you're smart, you learn a lot, but your mind is like tunnel visioned, in my well, opinion. The- is that big pharma runs the world. The, the, the big pharma lobby in government worldwide is the most powerful, more powerful mm-hmm. than including weapons. So. <laughs> and that in itself is frightening. It is. And mm-hmm. that means you know, if, that, if, the, if they have the power to lobby the governments to do what they want, people will continue to stay sick because the, you know, a healthy society doesn't sell pharmaceuticals or drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not mm-hmm. drugs because of mental illness, which is another whole question or uh, whatever, the bottom line is being drugged by any kind, whether it's illicit or legal medication indicates there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, it's one thing that, you know, when you go through your youth and you experiment a little with drugs, I mean, I'm not here to be a uh, <laughs> an advocate for either position, but mm-hmm. when that much of society is on medication, drugs, uh, something's wrong. And uh, we're finding ourselves with huge increases in mental illness all around the world and huge dependency on of medical support, drug support, pharmaceutical support, and uh, the medical community, which largely pushes for big pharma. I don't mm-hmm. want to medical people that are listening, but let's be honest. It's true. It's true. If you're lucky, and when you walk in, they're already they're already starting to prescribe the meds. They haven't even looked at your tongue. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Or they'll ask you from a laundry list, what do you want? And it's like, excuse me? (laughs) You know, it's absolutely crazy. But, you know, as you were talking, I thought, okay, so a lot of people have some level of um, mental illness, or at least they're claiming that. Could it be that the the people that are considered mentally ill are really on their path of ascension? And since they don't fit into 3D anymore, the way 3D is today, that they give them the drugs to control them. Do you follow that? Sure. Let me just say that if I was was taken into a mental institution and told them I was connecting with beings from the sixth dimension, I would be put in a straitjacket. Uh huh. Very quickly. So you know, there's and and then there's a, the whole whole aspect here is that we have become such a multi-dimensional society. Everything that we're dealing with right now is is very different than. what than 20 years ago, we're, we're, we're seeing every kind of shift in consciousness from uh, sci-fi, which is no longer sci-fi, 
AI, which is consuming us very quickly. And we are being put in a position to question reality from many aspects. So for, on the high end, it's the question of our multidimensional consciousness. From the low end, it's like AI is, you know, I'm going to put a headset on, what do they call it? The, the uh, whole, Oh, that thing. I, yeah, I know what you mean, but I don't know what it's called. I can see it. These people that are living inside the metaverse, that is still another dimensional consciousness, even though it's not higher dimensional, it's mm-hmm. another. So we're seeing society shifting away from uh, what it was 20 years ago into a whole new aspect or perception of what the meaning of life is mm-hmm. and the purpose of life. And, and on the dark side or the low end again, some people are, are saying there is no purpose. I, what's the point of being here? I'm just suffering and I'm miserable. Lots of victim consciousness. And on the other side, spiritual pe- truly spiritual people who are recognizing that this is some sort of a final exam on the university of <laughs> on our way to higher ground. It's, it's mm-hmm. a very exciting time, even though it's as difficult, but it's a very exciting time. It is. Now you say that, you know, we're in 3D now um, on our way to 4D, but a lot of people feel we skipped 4D and went to 5D already. So can you address what 4D is? What does that look like? And your thoughts on people who believe we're in 5D now? Well, I find it very strange that people keep talking about 5D. The Syrians said, you know, how could you skip 4D? This is the clearing station. So fourth dimension, according to the Syrians, is first of all, the point where we are confronting karma. It's like, it's almost like purgatory in a sense. And they describe this as a a fusing of all the karma that has been created on this planet throughout time, throughout Mm -hmm. coming to the surface, bubbling up to the surface and our individual karma as well, all of it coming up for us to confront. And they said that your karma, your shadow won't be behind you, it'll be in front of you. And that'll be your own, and that will be the this, this shadow of, of the entire collective. And it has to be cleared in this fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. And you know, the idea that you're going to leap into the fifth dimension, well, I guess, congratulations, but I, I don't personally know anyone who has evolved to the point where they, they can coexist between the third and the fifth dimension. If you're in the fifth dimension, you wouldn't be materialized no. in the three. Right, right, I, I agree. Ego attached to this 5D consciousness that people are talking about. But one thing I, I truly believe is that in 5D, you're, you're losing physicality. And in 4D, it's shifting. So by the time you get to 60, there is no body, right? But 5D mm-hmm. is like you wouldn't be teaching courses on five dimensional consciousness on the internet if you were a five dimensional being. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Um, but, you know, bless them. I mean, I'm not trying to poo poo anyone, but I, I do call people into, into examining what they mean by five, being a 5D person and how they could possibly reconcile that with the fact they're still in 3D, they're still 
getting up and going to work, they're still eating. Uh, it just doesn't work for me. But okay. yes, uh, another aspect of 4D. And by the way, I feel like we're rapidly slipping into 4D now mm-hmm. is of time. That is one of the greatest examples of the shift that we're in. Because I don't know anyone, including the farmers on this island, who is not feeling time warp and disappear. Yes. It's going. Yes. It's just going. And it's like every day I feel like I've got eight hours less in a day than I had years ago. It's just gone. I wake up, boom, boom, boom. I have some lunch. It's night. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the weeks. They're just, prum, it's always Friday for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I chuckle because my husband and I will get up and we both look at the calendar and what is today? <laughs> yeah. And the council yeah, of- so quickly. Even the months. I mean, it's December. Or, well, yeah, it is December already. And it's like, my goodness, it was just July a, mo- a minute ago, you know? July, it was summer. Boom, it's Christmas time. How did that happen? And it was just 2022. Uh-huh. And here, about to go into 2024. Year has just gone. And so in the book, the council talk about this. It's going to befuddle you because it still looks like 3D, but something's changed. And the big change is time. Uh-huh. We're into to no time, simultaneous reality, which is almost impossible for us to perceive because we're still stuck in the perception of a timeline of sp- the space-time continuum. And... Uh-huh that in the fourth dimension is time is warping and eventually disappears. So that's an interesting thing. And that's, yes. uh, I believe that in the fifth dimension and higher, there is no time. That's why I find it very hard to imagine how anybody's existing in 3d and three, you know, existing as right. physical and still believing that they're five dimensional beings. But yeah. uh, it seems that it's impossible, but you know, people have their stories, and they're you know they're okay to have their stories. Absolutely, God bless them all. Yes. Now, you know, it seems like um, science is trying to turn us into robotic beings. Um, I was watching um, some weird TV show um, the other day, and um, the guy instead of he wanted a girlfriend, but he wasn't successful. So all of a sudden he withdrew from all of his friends and they were wondering what was going on with him. And what he had in his apartment was a, I'm going to call it a blow up doll, but she looked realistic. And that was now his girlfriend. And he would talk, I mean, he couldn't respond to him or anything, but he would talk to love, feed, you know, well, cook for her. Cause I think the thing didn't eat, but it's interesting how we're shifting from human to human to human to whatever contact. I mean, that for me was a bit weird and I can stretch things and, you know, look at things. Okay. But um, that was a bit much. Why are we getting away from the human contact? I mean, cell phones with the kids, even 10 years ago, you know, they've got six kids in a room and they're all on their phones and they're not paying attention to each other. Well, this is by design. Some people believe that there's an alien species that is completely dominated by AI and that this species wants to take us to that uh, control system. It's uh-huh. certainly who the perpetrator is, but it certainly looks to me like uh, that is the plan for humanity. And people like uh, Yuval, this guy that represents 
the spiritual, they call him the spiritual advisor to the WEF. He says, we're obsolete. The new model of human will be plugged into AI and be much more sophisticated and much more intelligent. And so this idea is a complete, you know, reversal of the, don't forget the intended 12 stranded homo sapiens, the light beings that were to hold this planet in light now being reprogrammed or redesigned to be the Borg, alien technology, AI technology plugged into us with chips. Uh, Elon Musk wants to, and is testing now putting a complete mini computer in the brain. This is happening. This is not sci-fi. This is happening. And progression that we've gone through this rapid progression in 20 years into computers in the cell phone which is the death of our humanity in my opinion and all this technology whereby we don't even call each other anymore don't call somebody out and says hey how you doing they text and if i, I you know if I pick up the phone and call someone it's almost like i'm interrupting them it's like oh uh-huh. hello right yeah. and this design. The design is to remove our humanity and get us aligned with the idea that we exist through computers, through technology, and eventually yield to it completely. And that is the takeover of AI. Well, one other aspect I want to cover before I let you go, and thank you for staying over time, is the cloning thing. They've cloned animals, they're cloning humans, they're coming up with a master race, if you will, what, if anything, can the average person do to shut that down, to not go along with it? I mean, it seems like the power is out of our hands. You can never believe that or we're done. We're done. So what I, what I say to the average person, which is me and you and everyone that's listening, is pick up that phone, go see the friend, hug someone, tell your children no cell phones at the table. Have dinner with the family with no TV, no cell phones. Reestablish human contact and say no, no, no. No, I don't want your chip. No, I don't want your cell phone. I mean, I keep my cell phone outside the house in a box. I don't want it. Good for you. Good for you. And when I, you know, I only have it available when when I need it for some transaction or uh, when I'm going out in the car to make sure if I've got an emergency, I've got a way to contact someone. Right. I, I refuse it. It is my enemy. It is their tool, not mine. And mm-hmm. how to avoid this takeover is reclaiming our sovereignty as human beings. We're wonderful creatures. We're amazing. We're capable of so much wisdom and love and cre- creativity and genius. And let us not willingly say, oh my God, imagine having a chip in my hand and being able to speak eight languages. No, learn the language. You have a brilliant mind. Don't give up on your mind and your spirit and your soul. Yeah, because a lot of people don't use more than 2% of their mind, so you might as well, their brain, so you might as well use it. Well, yeah, because convenience has taken away from us. Even cooking, who cooks any? I'm a cook. Who Mm -hmm. cooks? convenient just call for food delivery or any Mm -hmm. myriad food no 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 cook smell taste 
come on, men, you know, use your humanity. That's my message for everyone. Okay. Now, when we go to your website, patriciacorey.com, what are we going to find there? <laughs> uh, I have a link to my YouTube. You mentioned YouTube. I don't know how much mm-hmm. longer there because there's just about nothing you can say there anymore. But I do interviews and I have uh, some moment of Zen contemplations there. I think people will enjoy. So there's a link to that and some of the interviews I've done. I also do healing sessions and clairvoyant readings for people. There's all the links for that and my books. And now I've started doing channeling artwork. It's really amazing. I woke up on April 22nd and said, I'm going to do some art. Never had a moment of experience or education. And I went down and got some paints. I was almost in my pajamas because I went, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. So I went out and got supplies. And that day I started painting. And, and I'm, I'm now very excitedly immersed in this um, quite an unusual experience. I've got spirit animals coming through. It's a joyous thing. So there's some of that there, too. It's a little bit of a potpourri of things that I do. Okay, well, I can't wait to see um, your artwork out there um, among the world. So, you know, keep doing what you are doing. And thank you so much for being on the show. Now, before you go, could you give us one pearl of wisdom for the audience? One pearl of wisdom. Yes. When you go to bed at night and when you wake up in the morning, repeat to yourself the words, I am a sovereign being. I am a gift of the light. And repeat that word, I am sovereign. I am sovereign. And nothing can enter here unless I invite it in. That is Mm. very important at this time. Okay, I absolutely love it. Patricia, thank you so much. It's truly been an honor to have um, spoken with you and to actually talk to you after all those years of following you and loving your work. I am truly grateful. Thank you, Monique. Same here. And thank you for all the good work that you're doing. Thank you. And to the audience, you know, I'm always appreciative of you and I honor your time and your attention. And everyone, please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of becoming egoless. Abundant blessings, light, love to all.